Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. So they were ripping it off. Because I have, to, I have spent an inordinate amount of time looking at stock photos for cover designs, and so I've seen a lot of stock photography, so when I saw that their dress on the press kit, I'm like, oh, I've seen that photo. I didn't like that <laughs> it's sassy. It's just like I can look at something. Not everything. I'm not the saying. The dress. But there's yeah. a lot of things I can look at. I can go, oh, that's the shirt of that's blah, blah. And I'm talking about the wedding dress that we're drinking, not the wedding dress that we're talking about. No. That stole the stuff. Yeah, this one's... Oh, this, this is original. This is original. This is original. So. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Welcome. To the Arizona Wine Monk Halloween podcast, which we'll probably post on Old Calendar Halloween because. Should turn that off. Why not? Two weeks lag. We have to turn this off, right? Because if it's. Copyright. Yeah, music in case. We just turn it off. For now. For now, until we need the. Well, later we'll record the. Yeah. The Who You Gonna Call? I'm just saying that my Halloween mix is awesome. It is. <laughs> Shit alive. So I'm here again with the Popes. They were wonderful enough to come back from their extended holiday of life in Santa Fe, New Mexico. There you go. We can't stay away. And one of these days I will visit, I promise. Yeah, you better. I will. I will. I will. I've said it three times in a row, but okay. that's your Fox way of making uh, sure that it's true. Okay. It's like summoning the Candyman. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And that too, yeah. So we're, the one we're starting with tonight, because there will probably be more, because that's it, how we roll in the fire, motherfuckers. It's us. <laughs> yeah. Is the El Caraje uh, Tempranillo, uh, which is the first vintage of Tempranillo coming... Um, from St. Columbus Cellars, Michael Pierce, um, from Rolling View Vineyard. Cochise um, County, Arizona Red Table Wine. I have no idea too much on the information on this, although I did do a blog review of it a while back. But that would require me to not be lazy and look up all the information that I recorded the last time. And frankly, I want to drink. <laughs> well, I have, I have a comment to make about it. This wine was so good that when we tasted it at their launch party about 18 months ago, or whenever that was, we bought three bottles that night because we loved it. So, there you go. We don't, I mean, we like to buy wine, but we don't usually go that whole, whole hog right. or something. Yeah. I mean, I bought the t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, for the uh, for one of the, the sister ones. Oh, the Galia. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But that's an awesome T-shirt. So, it is. You know, yeah. The wine's not bad either. No, but this wine is. I I taste it as like I love this wine. If I weren't married to him, I would marry this wine. Tempranillo <laughs> 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 seems to have that reaction for a lot of women. I know actually. <laughs> one of my uh, other longtime stalkers, who well, not really a stalker. I know who they are and. I know they're listening to this, not right now, but right now when they're listening to this, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is proclaimed like Malvasia for me was uh, my fiance. That Tempranillo is her fiance. Yeah. 
And I don't know that she ever had the El Karaje. And had I been, oh no, she's still off gallivanting somewhere, not in Arizona. Otherwise, I'd been like, Jen, we're having tempranillo. <laughs> Bring food. Bring more food. Yeah. And a glass. But. Tempranillo. It is beautiful. Tempranillo is, is possibly a great boat. It's originally from North Africa, too. So Hannibal and his brethren and Phoenicia and North Africa may well brought it to Spain. Ah. Uh-huh. So. It's kind of one of my go-to things now. I mean, we try to... When we go out and we look at a wine list, you know, it's like you can't possibly know every single wine on there, but I, there are certain grapes that I gravitate toward, and uh, Tempranillo and Malbec and Pinot Noir are my three. For, for me, Tempranillo is definitely one. Sangiovese is number two. Yes, but it's really hard to... I'm, it's not as common to see on a wine list at just your random restaurant. Exactly. Whereas usually... Malbec has gotten trendier, so you see it more out there. Um, and same with Pinot Noir, and if you're lucky, they've got a Tempranillo. We were drinking Malbec before it was popular. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that band way before they got popular. <laughs> <laughs> and and my, my views on, on most Argentinian Malbecs are, are well attested, um, I think. Although, I don't know if they've been recorded, but... Uh, they have been inflicted on people in the taste room, and that is, uh, Argentinian Malbecs are often like making out with an 18-year-old, and that it's very, very passionate and fruit-forward and exciting, but there's not really much of a long finish, and it just kind of peters out really quick. I was to say, not much technique. Not much technique. <laughs> Versus French Malbecs are, are kind of the opposite, and Arizona Malbecs kind of fall into that French line, where it's, yeah. it starts out slow and then comes to this wonderful crescendo of skill and flavor and long finish and languid and lasts. I believe I had a stronghold Malbec, didn't I, today? Yeah. Yes. I wish I could have gone out and seen everyone's costumes and makeup today because I saw a Brie post on Facebook or her, her Day of the Dead face and it was just like, whoa! And that was really good. Like, yeah, because both the girls at Stronghold oh, had, makeup was awesome. had face was there was it Polly or was it Sedona? There was a, a blondish gal. Wait, what are we talking about? Stronghold. Yeah, there was a blonde gal, um, and there was a brunette with her hair pulled back. With the she had some serious paint on. I don't know if they did it themselves or they helped each other or what, but it was excellent. And a lot of them had some serious piercings too. That would be Sedona. Okay. Yeah. Is she the blonde girl? Sometimes. Okay, well, she changes her, her hair, I swear, every time I see her. <laughs> wow. It's like Ramona Flowers almost. It's just like... <laughs> well, she was like describing phenomena, that, phenomena there, and we're like, oh yeah, it's haunted. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, that Seriously. was totally haunted. <laughs> the, the stronghold taste? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Totally. Yeah. Which no, is, they have this weird little door going up to the attic. Like to the crawl space. And it like... It, Pops open sometimes, and there's sounds in the background. She'd hear footsteps, and, stuff, and she'd you know. feel like like air moving past After, her. Yeah, that's all the things. When she was there closing yeah. at night, ah, alone. Or opening, but not not really open. opening. It was more the closing. More the creepy. It, that would freak. I'm like, honey, it's haunted. Sorry, I hate to tell you that. <laughs> For some reason, the, the passion echo tasting rooms are just like not haunted at all. 
Which is unusual for Jerome. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> no, until like, yeah. And it's right under the flat iron. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that was just a basement and nothing bad had ever happened there, you know? Yeah. I've never felt anything there. And having lived someplace that was... No, you having worked there for three years, you know, you I would have figured it, something yeah. out. And, no, no, it's just my own general incompetence and inability to remember where I put shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you feel the it? bathrooms are often places where there's a heavy presence, and those bathrooms are totally clean. So, just want to say, oh, it of also you clean them. Right. Right. I'm just saying, let's say you go for that. In all possible connotations, um, but yeah. And I, you know, I can't comment on Stronghold because I've only been there in daylight hours. Yeah, it's fine. But I did places in the where I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something here, honey. Caduceus has kind of a weird vibe like that. It's sort of a ghosty thing of opportunity. Yeah. But... but it's also not the best lighting in there either, so I think that enhances the situation. All the other casings have better lighting, I think, in spider lights. Mm-hmm. Feel it. But it's like, I mean, the, even though we just went there to have drinks the first time when we walked into the... Um, Asylum. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh god, there's, there's shit here. <laughs> Did you guys get a chance to taste the orange wine at Caduceus yet, no. by the way? No. I, I would love to hear your opinion of it when you tasted it. What does it taste like? It's. Imagine your ISO, well, not ISO standard Arizona Malvasia, but imagine a, a relatively standard Arizona Malvasia, uh, but with tannin. Uh, Along with those floral characteristics, you're going to get mint um, and sort of an apricot and persimmon flavor, which is very unusual for Arizona. Yeah. Mal- very unusual for Malvasia in general, um, and almost a, a definite sort of like orange peel quality too. Hmm. It's very interesting, and I was unfortunately dead tired when I tasted it. Because uh, I was zonked out after a long day of work and preparing for home. Yeah, you should have up there after we stopped by. And I'm just like, my palate was also just tired and I haven't been able to sleep well for all these various reasons. But and I'm like, this is interesting. It's not nearly as tannic as some of the Italian or Colorado amber wines and orange wines I've had. Um, which I drank with Gary and, and friends. Um, but it's not that it's not tannic either. But I, I, it's also possible that those actually spent more time on the skids. So they have it at Caduceus? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's the new orange, it's the new Judith, basically. Okay, well, I'll have well, to try it, because we'll be yeah, up there tomorrow. So. Yeah, and of course, guess who's working tomorrow? Of course you are. Do you no, ever not work? We can Rarely. Let you know in real time that are nearly I said, real time. Dude, ever get a day off? <laughs> I actually was supposed to have the 29th off. Oh. Um... Because I wanted to go to the really fancy dinner at DA because they were releasing their new. I know, I, I saw that. And I said I was interested, but then I saw the timing. I was like, because yeah. we already planned to go to the Day of the Dead, so that was that was yeah. into that, you know? But there were other people since we've been here that mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, uh, according to Abby and Chad, it was nice. And apparently, they, they did get me a bottle of the reserve to not. So. Oh, that's nice. So I will. Gladly drink a tonight tomorrow that I would have gotten yesterday. Yes, <laughs> 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 I, I think I get the reference off. <laughs> Actually, this has 
nothing to do with the character of the wine or anything, but Malvasia. You pronounce it as Malvasia. I've heard other people pronounce it Malvasia. It's and then there's also the central time pronunciation of Malvasia. So, oh, so, so they're all acceptable pronunciations. Okay, like, is, there, is there a canon pronunciation? Or? No. Okay. But we had a no. the delicious one at Tumbleweed, didn't we? Was it a Walmsia? No. No, what was it? Tumbleweed. It was a G. It started with G. It was not a. Uh, what no. was it? That was not uh, Alberino? No. Alberino. Was it the Alberino? No. The, yes, they have an Alberino. But if you're talking about the G wine, that wasn't even white. Graciano. Graciano. That stuff was the bomb. We didn't buy a bottle. I almost. But I think we're going to go back and buy a bottle. I almost. (laughs) Well, here's something that I I have in my stash, and I'm saving this for a future podcast. I have both vintages of the Chateau Tumbleweed Graciano, Uh, Ken Callaghan's Graciano, and a Rioja 100% Graciano. Whoa! So it's going to be like. And I think I also have an, is somewhere in my stash of California Graciano. So it's going to be like Battle of the Graciano. All the tricks this grape can do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's, let's see where it's best. Get nice. ready to rumble. Rumble of the Let's get ready to rumble. Ready, guys. I want this to be a good, clean fight. Have you ever done a, a, like, a distance tasting where you... Uh, thank you. Thank you. And down to this one, we're talking about it. Where, where you like send somebody a wine, a bottle, and you have the same bottle, same vintage. Yes. Uh, I've done that a couple of times. And then drink them on air. Um, I did that with the very first podcast I ever recorded as kind of an experiment. Um, and that was with the Sand Reckoner Z. I think it was the Z. By the way... The Arizona, or the state bar, has like three sand reckoners on tap. I know, that's White, awesome. White, rosé, and a red, I believe. Yeah. And awesome. props on them. Good on them for, they have an excellent wine selection on tap. Yeah. We were just there today, and this was like the day after their grant. Yeah, I wanted to go, but I was just, I couldn't. I was so tired that I'm just like... I'm going to crack open a bottle of Prosecco that I got for, <laughs> along with all of these other bottles that my friend basically paid me to do the wedding for. Um, it's like, yeah, I'll do it for, you know, a case of wine. <laughs> a case and a half plus of wine. And I'm just like, okay. I am out of room. I have no more room. Better oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to start by drinking one of these now. It's never a problem. Yes. So I, I had a Prosecco last night as my uh, celebratory. I got, I, I did work. On the busiest day in Jerome. Yes. And survived. Yeah. Well, um, congratulations on survival. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we went out, because when we got back from being dropped off from going to Day of the Dead and having dinner at Renee and everything, we're just like, you know... It was also Day of the Dead cars. They were all just, like, stalled on 89A in going into Sedona. Well, <laughs> we were just, you know, we were just like, we just had a really nice dinner, and... Nice wine, and then the Jerome Winery, um, the Zendadol Port, you know, with mm-hmm. dessert. And I was like, do I really want to go to Jerome and drink, try, fight crowds and drink cheap wine at the Spirit Room after that? Yeah, you just like, tell them the color at the Spirit no. Room. No. And then they give you what they have. Yeah, know? and so it's kind of like, 
I'm old. It's usually decent. Sleep. I have to say, yeah. you know, like, don't get me wrong. But. No, but it was not. Well, they've got that new bar up there too in Jerome. Which one? Wicked City Bar and Tap. Where the hell's that? Where? Just under. Uh, uh, hold on, give me a minute. Um, next door, sort of, cut a corner to Hilltop Deli. Oh, so it's on the second it's tier. It's on the second tier. Though. Yeah, it's on the second okay. tier, sort of close to the Haunted Hamburger. Okay. But they have usually Havelina like Leap and Fire Mountain wines. What? Well, we'll just hit yeah. them tomorrow night as we're coming down the hill after we'll our dinner after at Asylum. Asylum. Yeah, by then maybe I'll be off work and can join you. Yeah. Oh, well, just text. Yeah. We will tell you where we're going. Right. I yeah. called today and it was late in the day and I was like, I know this is a long shot, but do you have any dinner reservations tomorrow night? Because it's Halloween. It's like, oh yeah, maybe 8 o'clock. I was like, okay, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Usually, they usually close at 8 or 9, but you can go to the Wicked City Bar and Tap first. They've got a decent selection of beers, too. And it's not as good as, of course, the State Bar, but... Yeah, but, but it's... Go to the State Bar and Cottonwood, because they're awesome and yes. But I've been a big fan of, of Brian's work um, at the State Bar when it was just the Flagstaff yeah. location. I've taught classes there. I think I've, there was a podcast I did recorded there. and I, I love that idea, and it's a brilliant a fucking idea. And um, I'd give it four more minutes, okay. but I can check on it. It's amazing. By the way, we That's are broadcasting great. from an undisclosed Airbnb yeah. in a Clarkdale. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> No, I love the idea of the state bar because it gives it gives people a chance to, to try wines. That's what she said. <laughs> it take it gives you a chance to try wines from wineries that aren't local. Yeah, I mean they have local stuff, but they also have like the Zarpara and the Sand Reckoner and and uh, those places. It's a great representation of local wines, which most venues don't do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, white tasting rooms accepted because obviously. I know. Yeah. We need to get those cars from Chef and Tumbleweed. They're so funny. I love those. We yes. love your food. But they'd be but restaurant you better with Arizona wines. Plus, yeah. they have a tremendous we pushing, beer selection. We were pushing that at Renee last night. I mean, to be fair, the 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 Zinfandel port we had was from the Jerome Winery, but I'm like, you guys need to have more local wines. That's, that's one of the reasons why there are certain restaurants that I, I don't frequent when I, when I do the rest, fancy restaurant thing. Um, because they don't serve Arizona wines. The yeah. exception to that is California, Farside Bistro. Uh, because I will, of course, support a place that has Lebanese wines oh, with Persian food. Yeah. <laughs> where? where? In, in Conwood. Which one? Farside Bistro, if you ever oh. been. Yeah. Oh my god, we, we need to go. Clearly, we're here. We have a limited window. <laughs> it is a place that is so good that I refuse to ever go on a date there because I refuse to potentially ruin it with bad memories of someone. Be distracted. I was going to say, I can yes. see where you're going with this one. <laughs> considering considering the, the whole recent. The track record? The track record. <laughs> with, 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 you know, the Care Apocalypse and, and Voldemort the Second and. Oh, the Queen from Beyond the Sea and the Witch Queen of Syria and all, all of these other yes. wonderful and fluffy air quotes. Uh, women who's, you know, more or less, most of them have been Damnatio Memore. I promise we're not all cray cray. Oh, I know. And the current girlfriend is actually pretty awesome, so I, I have hopes. And also, I'm saying that totally because she listens to this on a regular basis. <laughs> Hi, Bess. Love you. Yeah. 
I'd say that to her regardless of whether she listened or not. I'm just, I'm just sitting over here with a glass of wine. Just like... no, I'm making the pizza in our undisclosed location. Yes. So. If you hear weird noises, that's it. It's ovens. And... Speaking of weird noises and undisclosed locations, um, what are you guys getting on the nose of this wine? Because before we get, before we drink it all, we should probably talk about the wine. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> okay, so but I have to just say in my defense that I, I'm just not I took a sip right away because I was cooking, and that is my custom. Oh, mine too. After yeah. my first sip, I have a really hard time with the nose. And the nose? Yeah, I'm not getting much of a nose off it. But I was getting a nose off of it earlier, but again, now that I've been drinking it, it's kind of become more right, subtle. And I have to make a disclaimer. I have horrible al- allergies anyway. And we came here, and there were like plants that are like spewing fluff balls of pollen carrying death bombs everywhere. So, oh, pollen carrying death bombs, they were a fucking great post <laughs> post punk band. Yeah, in the so, so, so I had to take a supplemental uh, pill, um, take a pill to keep myself from dying. And so, my nose, I think, is clamped down, which is good. It's better than it running, yeah. but I'm just saying that it's. But if your nose is running, I'd actually vote for it compared yeah, to the other yeah, kids. I've, I've closed the blast doors is what I'm trying to say here. You know? <laughs> so asking me to get nose off, this is probably <coughs> not going to happen. And also, if you hear me coughing, it's I'm not dying of tuberculosis. It's just post-nasal drip allergy into my chest. That's all. Well, what I was getting was some... Some definite, originally uh, delicate floral qualities, sort of like violets and yeah, irises. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are harder to detect, especially. Uh, and other delicate sort of floral things, and then vanilla, and then sort I was of. Like, say, I, I got vanilla. I did get vanilla. Vanilla and anise, and all these different spices, and then um, a little bit of plum <laughs> and cherry. But I find that most of those come out in the palate rather than on the nose and tempering. Yeah. Because Tavario, the fruit seems to be less fragrant than all the other characteristics, and then you get this overwhelmingly powerful fruit character. Yeah. Oh, this it's is not bad really, at all. You sense it way more in the palate than in your actual nose. Sorry for the noise. It's okay. So, uh, <laughs> color-wise, who wants to be, who wants red, who wants azul, who wants green, who wants red. gold? Red for joy. It's to match my shirt. Um, I guess if there was black, I would go with black. So blue, then. So blue. And then we'll serve on yellow, and I'll take green. Or gumby. Green. No, no, I mean, no. Blue. Yeah, I, mean, I love green. Normally I would choose green, but because I'm wearing... This whole weekend, it's all either black or red and black for, Makes sense. for Halloween. Um, excuse me, I have a horrible tickle happening, so if I cough a lot, I'm not dying, I just have a tickle. It's okay. <laughs> Water. And we have water in the fridge. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just say the word. Word. I'm just kidding. No, it's good to have it. Said the word. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to throw it. I'm like, ah! Sorry. Don't blink. <laughs> Speaking of angels, or Erica's. I'm just kidding. But I'll Ah, this is a very, very nicely satisfying one, and yes. it's aged beautifully, and 
unfortunately, there's none left. Really? So, that I'm aware of, anyway, because no. I think he did only, like, a single barrel. No, it was very limited, and we, that's why we bought so much at the launch party, because we knew it was going to go bye-bye. But to be fair, and didn't we, we drink some on the other podcast? No. no. Are you sure? No. I'm positive. Wow. It was all tonight. We had it... We had it sitting out on the had, it was Yeah, I was but sitting out pretty... But we did not drink it. Oh, but I did not drink Yeah. So I think we still I think we still have one bottle left. It's just that we have not... He has not... Choose the form of the destructor. Unpacked all the wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's my husband. It is the pizza has arrived. That's oh. Who are you going to call? What? The water I love! I turned it off. No, paper towels for napkins. Are uh, soon to arrive. This no. is just immensely, immensely satisfying. But Tempranillo in Arizona, like I tell everybody in the case here who listens one way or the other, that Tempranillo is definitely one of Arizona's best red grapes. And I actually have to say, I tend to like Arizona Tempranillo more than Rioja. And I think my reason for that is because I don't like American oak. I have a confession to make. I, guys, I really don't like American oak. I think that American oak is anathema. It's it should not be building. used. Good for ships. Good for ships. Good yes. for whiskey. Yeah. yeah, but not wine. But not wine. Because I was going to say, well, okay, when we... Um, when we were... Park City 18 months ago, we went to this amazing restaurant called Shamayo. And they were serving, we, our wine of dinner was a real Rioja from oh. Spain. And it was insanely good, but it was Spanish. <laughs> you know, there was no American oak involved in that, and it was. Well, Rioja uses a lot of American oak. Actually. No, this one didn't. But oh, good, it was one of the ones that actually used French oak, like yeah. God intended. Uh huh. And I heard that half uh, of the week has been has gotten a new infusion. French and French. Hungarian oak. Oh, Hungarian, yeah. Oh, thank God. I love Hungarian oak too. No, that's what they're using now. They've, they've phased out the other stuff. They're using French and Hungarian oak, so. <clears throat> oh, my apologies. Mm-hmm. It's okay, sweet. We, it's not. It's also not like we don't have more wine. Too. Yeah. There's lots, lots. True. There's lots of wine on the premises. <laughs> Just reached out. Filled my glass. Mm. Well, that pepperoni goes really well with uh, with pepperoni. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, it's got a nice like smoky darkness to it. The pepperoni. I know, and the wine does too. Yeah, so it kind of like it's it's like they're it well. each other. <laughs> and we all tasted this before it was cooked, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was subtle, but it re- the spice really came out. Yeah, the mm-hmm. character changes a lot. Yeah. So and this is uh, Oli, O-L-L-I, Salumaria pepperoni. Well, what whatever it is, means. it's good. We got it. And whole paycheck. Whole paycheck. <clears throat> yes, whole paycheck. Hmm. Really rich, sort of velvety plums, a little bit of leather. Oh yeah. Um, nutmeg 
anise again. That Wilcox dust is there in this wine, not the pepperoni, clearly. Yeah. That would be weird if we were getting Wilcox dust in the, in the pepperoni and be like, wait a minute. There's a little pepperoni factory just outside of Wilcox, correct? Yeah. Right? Probably could. I mean, because the, there is the, uh, that butchery there. Luckily, I'm not tasting the anise because I hate anise. I got some, though, on that last. Of course, every time you say something, I'm like, oh, yeah. I but it's yeah. subtle. It's not like yeah. in your face. But I also like that flavor. I mean, I fell in love with Rocky when I was in Turkey because... Mm. It was like ouzo, but better. I had a sip of ouzo once and I wanted to kill myself, so it's not really my thing. So for you, it was more like ouzo. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, for the reason. I was so sad when I found out absinthe tasted like anise. I'm like, okay, well. Have you ever actually tried it though? Because usually yeah. it's a little bit different. I have. I just went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I have one friend that told me that that actually absinthe is just was just sort of uh, it, like it was it just it was independent of the flavor, and the flavor was just to cover it up. The the, the anise flavor was to cover up the nasty. Well, because it's wormwood, it's yeah. really bitter. I mean, the, if it's real um, absinthe and not fake, fake green stuff or hipsters. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> fake green stuff or hipsters. <laughs> Dot com. Just saying. By the way, after this pizza, we can make another one. I put the. It's, I turned off the oven, but it's, of course, maintaining its temperature, so. Should you want to crank another one up, you just say the word. Depending on how much wine we drink, they may need to. The word might be given, so shall I just start preparing while we're talking? Well, mm. I was going to say, for the second one, so you don't have to do so much work. No. Just do, just do cheese. Oh, really? Just, are you going to cheese on, pizza? This I'm fine. Yeah, I can, but I mean, this one is just really good. Cut out the so, pepperoni and share it with us yeah. in the meantime. Because sometimes it might. When you're wine tasting, mm. it might be a good idea to have something that's a little bit more neutral. And yeah. for example, if we go and do the Acatillo one next, we're not going to walk the pepperoni with it. We're going to walk the cheese. Exactly. Then, John, I know that that's easier for me. Something I know you've not had anything from them. No. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Tom was I'm so glad I actually wrote an actual review this early on so yeah. I could like hoard this bottle. You know, I think if, if you ever, I mean, if, if you soon came to visit us in Santa Fe, I think we do have one of these. I think we I have think one left. In the, I the think we drank two, and we left one. Cross hatchy one. Mm. Hold on to it. It would be fun. Fruit really counters the pepperoni because that is the obviously the strongest flavor. Yeah, it's you know I think what I love about this wine is that it's so balanced. It's beautifully balanced. It's like nothing. Michael Pierce did a beautiful job. Nothing with this wine. could 
nothing jumps out in terms of one flavor or another. It's just that it's so smooth mm -hmm. and Pretty I've cool. eaten it with different Balanced you know tenors. different stuff and yeah. and I've eaten and I've drunk it when I wasn't eating anything. It was just a drinking wine. And every single time I was like, this is just a beautiful wine. Mm -hmm. So it's kinda of sad that we're rap raps waxing raps on about when is doesn't You're not going to find this wine. Yeah, it's there's no more. Unless maybe Michael Pierce has a bottle or two left, and maybe if you ask him politely, but even then I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> so. But that's the thing about wine, especially Arizona and even New Mexico wine. It it's goes such so fast. Every, yeah. You have to be on the ground floor. Yeah. Well, does anyone have a in New Mexico a company yet? Of course. Our guys at Estrella del Norte. Of course. Yeah, they have a. That's really one. nice. That's one of the, you know, sometimes you share a tongue with the vintner. <laughs> and it's like the wine just always tastes good to you no matter what they make. And that's Estrella del Norte. For us. For us. Yeah. Which is also. An absolutely beautiful name. <laughs> Sorry, the north. Yes. Um, on the high road to Taos. It's on the high road to Taos. Mm -hmm. It's just north of Santa Fe. Well, um, no, you were talking about this. Off the 503. Um, mm. And they actually have a pretty wide spectrum of wines that they make, and they do some a lot of dry and some sweet. And we don't do the sweet. Um, but they. The varietals are lovely, and they do a really nice Tempranillo, and then you have a, that blend, the Zozobra. I love the Zozobra, because it's... Um, have you heard of that, Cody? Hmm. It's oh, a it's crazy insane. tradition that we had never heard of. Like, they do it in Santa Fe. A, week, a week before, or a few days before um, Fiesta, the big Fiesta in Santa Fe, and Which, so Zobra is like if, this... If you ever hear about, in New Mexico, somebody talking about Fiesta, it is a, like, months-long period of time, and they just tack Fiesta onto the name of any kind of celebration that oh, justifies wow. it, but they just party but the real, continuously. But the real Fiesta is in no. September. Yes, the historical um, one. The, historical the real one. Fiesta does last for three months. But, <laughs> so Zobra, they do the, the, it's the Friday after Labor Day weekend, uh -huh. and it's this huge, like, little, this huge figure that's like 50 feet tall, that's like this kind of demon-looking thing, and they light it on fire, and... You're, and in the in the week leading up to when they light it on fire, you can write down like the horrible things in your life that you want to get rid of, and they'll put it in Sozobra, and then it all gets burned up so you can start over fresh. Yeah. It like gets rid of your I crap. I love that. <laughs> yes. And it's this insane looking like like demon puppet thing that looks kind of like the no. thing from Saw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really think they took the Saw mask from the Zozoba face, because they've been doing this since the 20s. Yeah. Um, it was an artist's uh, cathartic yeah, work of art. But it's it was the, a social work. It's, spon it's sponsored by the Kiwanis Club in, in Santa Fe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just part of this huge institution. We're actually going to go... Um, this year, but yeah, just like several like, things. We bought tickets, but 
And I didn't worry about not going because all the money is for the, the Kiwanis. Yeah. Give that money to the Boys and Girls Club in Santa Fe. So I'm like, I don't, you know. But where we were living, we were having an insane, like, lightning storm and pouring rain that night. So I'm like, I'm not going. But then it turned out it was actually okay. It was just local. Whereas, where oh, this wow. was party so was actually happening because okay. it was like 15 miles away. But we were um, going to go through it. Anyway. Um, Estrella Norte makes this red blend called Zozobra, and it is such a friendly, just drinkable red table wine. You know, I, I, even, I can't even tell you what the blend is. It's just, you know, they use a bunch of the grapes from their various vineyards to make it, but it's 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 just one of those. You didn't have those red wines, they're just like easygoing, mm-hmm. and they go with a variety of foods, and it's, they're just kind of really tasty and fun. That's Zozobra from Estrella del Norte. And they have a beautiful um, facility there. Like, they have a nice tasting room, there's an outdoor area, which is really beautiful, if the weather permits, in Santa Fe. So. And you have to drive through the vineyards to, <laughs> yeah, to, to get, get there. Yeah, to get there. Yeah, it's just really pretty, you know. So now, you know the thing about El Karaje, just switching subjects now. No, go back to Is that. that it just uh, it handles the spice so well? Mm-hmm. The fruit comes through, but it keeps the spice mm-hmm. of this pepperoni and whatever you know what we're eating here. Mm. And then it also somehow this it counters with the licorice because I, I keep I keep I keep moving back to that, but it's like. That and I, maybe it sounds weird if you're not having what we're having, but <laughs> it it's totally pleasant. It's really working well. So what do you think, Cody? Like yes. After after this, well, for, we still have a little bit of pepperoni, and maybe we can finish it with this one. But I say we finish the pepperoni off with and this then one? just go straight to to wine, and then later the cheese when it comes out yeah. of pizza. And then we have chocolate for dessert. So you have to think about the kinds of wines that we want to pull here in our limited... Because, <coughs> yeah. mm. see, the wine, the white is off the table. It's in the fridge and it's white. It's not going to this probably. It's going to work with the cheese pizza. I've got some in the Probably. trunk, actually, that I need to bring in from Pillsbury. And then we've got the tumbleweed in the closet here. It's been a while since I've had anything from Pillsbury. I actually couldn't think of it. I should probably... Well, we got it, so... Well, I didn't even know it was in that shit, but we just picked it up. <laughs> yeah, we should, go, so. we should I'll bring it in. We guys. should find out. Keep talking, I'll be right back. Now make beautiful one. Uh, you know, somebody. Well, actually, when you go to the wineries in New Mexico, we say, "Oh, we can wear Arizona. We're, you know, drinking Arizona wines." It's like nobody acts weird or goes. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they they're making some awesome wine in Arizona, and it's just like we're making some awesome wine here in New Mexico. But it's like Arizona wines are getting more um, press now, and New Mexico wines are still kind of like this weird. Like, do it away. I'm like, you realize the oldest grapevines in North America 
cultivated in New Mexico. Yeah. There were some Spaniards coming there in the 1600s. You know, people don't get that. Um, well, it's, um, it's surprising when I was visiting Kansas. I went to this one particular winery called Holyfield. And they're like, oh, you work in the Arizona industry? How is called Boslock and Ken Calligan? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know Bostock and Calligan before Maynard and all these other big names, so to speak, yeah. Arizona wine. Like, you know, most people, if they were forced to name a winemaker in Arizona or knew of a winemaker in Arizona, they'd probably go Maynard before mm-hmm. any of the others. And it's like, you know, here you go, the godfather of Arizona wine and one of his disciples, so to speak. And it's just like, whoa, wait. Like, I, I can't speak for Bostock because I still have not met him. Uh, every time I've been down in Sonoida, he's always been away. Or, well, the last time I was down in Sonoida, he was there, but he was pressing grapes. And I'm not about to interfere with no. with that, because, you know, you've got better things to do. Than so which wine is he associated with? Uh, Dos Cabezos. Oh, okay. Oh, we, we, that's what we finished on. Yes. At the, uh, At the state, bar. state bar. Yeah. Yeah, the red. Yeah. Um, and then Dowden, who's amazing and phenomenal and has the longest history of winemaking, for any winemaker still working in the state of Arizona, I think. Yeah. Which is just like, wait, wait you know these guys? Okay, yeah, they're... I, I can't speak of the one, but Kevin's doing pretty well, I, which reminds me, I, you know, and then I go into this whole story about when I was in Turkey and buying Turkish wines purely for, for him, which had finally been delivered. Ah, um, so I have no idea if, if Kent has drank any of them yet or not. Um, but I hope he has, and hopefully he likes them. Um, Maybe saving them for the holidays. Could be. But... And he was like, you bought these for me? I mean, let's, let's crack some open right now, and then you can take what's left. And I'm like, no, 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 I bought these for you. And he's like, you bought these for me specifically? I'm like, yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> so. But I was pretty pleased with what I had in Turkey, but I've mentioned that number of, numbers of times. Well, it sounded like an amazing trip. Oh, I remember was. you talking about it earlier. You know, only wish that I may have an opportunity someday because it sounded just fun. Oh, it was. It was great. Hmm. Huh. I'm just so lazy about travel. So, this is a, the only picture I have from the Aurora oh. the night that I tried my first wine because I had a shitty camera and had an on time lapse and so this guy just went yeah. <laughs> no, I like your the, screen I was going to say I, I, I didn't want to interrupt your screensaver is awesome between just the pure beautiful nature and then the the uh, quirky memes yes exactly it's pretty much my my, uh, my photos some many of them I, I've, all the, most of the actual nature photos and stuff I've taken but then, of course the memes like, that's Tanat from the day we were picking. Oh, yeah. I recognize it. Mmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I will be sad when this one is gone, which it is almost. Almost. I'm just going to splash. Like I said, I think No, you guys finish it off. I think we have a bottle in our house. I 
Yeah, yeah so when you, what did that, you know what? We will not drink if it. you promise you'll visit us, we'll say that. We will okay, not drink it until you come to Santa Fe. <laughs> Alrighty. Ah, it's on record. It's on record. <laughs> of course, you know, if I, if something happens to me and I die a horrible, horrible death. We can never drink it. Exactly. Yeah. No, we'll drink it over your grave and then we'll say, we live in Cody. There we go. I like that idea. Yeah. For the last glass, onto it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dues for the dead. I have a feeling that we'll go before you do. <laughs> <laughs> Considering the age gap. But anyway. <laughs> yes, but. It is. They, 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 you know, they just. This label makes some very sexy lines, and not and not just this one label, but oh yeah, the whole of the Salem Cellars yes. label. Yeah. Um, I think that's their point. I think that's why they. Yeah, the only Salem Cellars label I know that does not have a woman on it, in some form or another, is the one show. The Syrah. Oh, okay. Uh, the Cote style Syrah. Speaking of Syrah, we have two, one from each vineyard, or rather each, uh, you know, winemaker here, um, amongst other offerings of wine. I should probably sneak a peek at the Pillsbury selection. One is a rosé, so it's out. And then we have, I, I don't have a rosé at this point, right? Uh, yeah, the the Acuccio wine is different enough to stand out. Yeah. Because it is so different and unique um, that it would withstand the palate fatigue of living right first. But that rosé, the I love the. Uh, so this is the story of the time I attempted to review the one night stand. Um, I bought a bottle. Okay. Gary and I drank it in thirty minutes. <laughs> so just just kind of fucking chugged it. And because it was a hot day, we yeah. had both been doing vineyard work or something. And that's why you start with the wine. And no. I looked at Gary and I'm like, did you get any notes? And he's like, no. Did you? Nope. Well. That's that. <laughs> so, I, so, so I messaged Sam Pillsbury. He's like, so I bought a bottle of the one night stand review, but we drank it all so fast that we didn't because it was that good. And that's my review. That's <laughs> like, not good enough review. And he's like, okay. I get it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a thumbs up. That's all you can do in that <laughs> to situation. To be fair, we got a bottle of that in our shipment um, in May mm-hmm. when we were out visiting for the Verde Valley Wine oh, Festival. Yeah. And um, we drank it. <laughs> and no notes. It was yeah, no, no, no. We just guzzled that shit. Yeah, that, that's, that's not shit at all. We uh, just, no, just I just like, it was really great. But it was just like... It's like, like, shit, just hand me a fucking straw. Yeah, I was like, we're just... Yeah. I and mean, rosé is my general porch pounder wine anyway. Yeah. Now, today, what we started with in our wine tasting was in the tasting room around, around town here. Cottonwood was the Viognier from Pillsbury. Yeah, which is beautiful. That's a good Viognier. Yeah. It's dry. It's. Well, it's it does that. It has texture. It does that really yeah. interesting thing of being dry, but. Still very free. I mean, to me, it tasted like honey crisp apple, uh-huh. but not, but not sweet. Yeah. You know, it was like something the way it hit your palate had that character, um, and and I started out, uh, I, I I got better, but I started out trying to like 
be very easy because I was having a major allergy attack. And I was like, I don't feel good, I don't uh, you know, and I had a glass of that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I feel better. <laughs> you know? And possibly the second rutology castle kicked in. This is not a paid endorsement for rutology, I'm just saying it works for me. Without side effects of taking something like Benadryl. Whereas I'm taking, yeah, uh, three-year-old Benadryl right now, so... Yeah. <laughs> just because that's what I had, I... Yeah, because we're too cheap to actually buy new Benadryl. I know, I should have, I should have gone into the drugstore. I know, today, I but I what I've been told, though, is that a lot of the uh, supposed expiration dates on medication no, are it's bullshit. No, it's BS, it is BS. But, um... I'm sure eventually there's something. And never... Wait, here's what I have to say. There's like some uber bleach that you can buy. It's like the you know, oh, yeah. industrial strength bleach. They make that so that in a few months it will break down into just water and salt for some weird reason. And it's really strong when you buy it, but you know, we had some of that and that's just garbage. It just was goo floating around in water, basically, oh, saline. Um, when, you know, because we left it too long. And so I suppose that that kind of thing could happen with um, medication, but chances are it's probably not going to be poison. Yeah. At least it shouldn't be. We won't. We hope it isn't. Yeah, I just saw the drowsiness. Don't take with alcohol. I went, okay, never mind. He's just like, do you want a Benadryl? I'm like, no, I'm just going to take another Ritology capsule, and it did dry everything up. It really did. Good. You know, whatever the heck that floating powdery shit stuff is in the air around. Well, I took my Benadryl and Winslow, and I haven't died. Yeah. It didn't really help, but I didn't die either, and I didn't get drowsy, so there you go. Oh, yeah, I know. I I love this part of the world. Yes. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the quintessential Hillary meme of all memes is the of a dark line with a queen, beautiful and terrible as the dawn, <laughs> treacherous as the sea, struggling in the foundations of the earth. How shall love me and despair? Oh, it's better than electing an Uva Loompa. <laughs> yeah, I, I just for those of you who go see uh, a piece for, you know, a bar- go see the barber first. Yeah. On that note. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard it. about this. But I have not seen it yet. Yeah, they, it's called Monster Destroying Phoenix. No, well, no, but he has like the Oompa. He has Donald Trump as the Oompa Loompa with the tiny hands, which it's is great. Tiny kit glove hands and the Oompa hair. Yeah, and it's like I, I, you know, on my personal anybody who follows my personal profile knows exactly how I feel about shit. Yeah, but my my professional author page, I'm very neutral, I don't say anything, but yeah. anybody who reads my books, it's like, if you can't figure out who the fuck I'm voting for, then you have no reading comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love you all, I do, I do, I love all my readers, but I don't, I'm a screaming liberal, I am. Wasn't yeah. I wasn't raised that way, but yeah. I became that way as I got older. Which is really, it's actually, it's, that's like, um, Documented that the only the only dot the only demographic that gets more liberal as they get older is white women. Really? Yes. Huh. What about me? 
What about you? I used to be a Republican. Too. I know, you got more liberal too. Oh no. <laughs> I was about to say something I'm like, no, no, I haven't okay, had okay. quite enough alcohol to say that, but I almost did. Here we go. Oh, expand a little more in there. Yeah, well, that was before you were introduced to the you can say that on the podcast. No, I'm not going to say that on the podcast. So drink more wine then. Probably won't come up later. As long as you know what I was talking about, that's all I have. Won't come up later. Yeah. No pun intended, but up up. Well then. Yeah. Speaking of which, we should cut up the rest of that pepperoni. Speaking of things that are shaped like sausages. Oh, Yeah. So yeah, as far as I'm aware, this is also aged on French oak. Um, it tastes more like French oak or maybe Hungarian. I don't think he's played with Hungarian oak yet. Um, this this is again going back to an election, but it's just a funny thing. And I did not I did not look at Arizona. I only looked at the New Mexico thing. But it was like thank you. Um, every state had some like really funny just like comment about the election right. and I'm good I'm waiting for the cheese pizza right. um, and, and and New Mexico was like oh FFS yeah, for fuck's sake is it over yet and I'm like yeah that's about yeah yeah <laughs> that's pretty much my opinion of yeah. it too I mean I already sent in my vote me too I haven't yet no so it's like She's whatever too busy to vote early but yeah Oh, Bertie. I actually think I can, I can vote. Baby, can you run? Oh, can you run? You know, it's so funny when we moved from our place in El Dorado to the place where we are now. We've got so much more interesting birds. Ooh. We have had woodpecker. two kinds of woodpeckers. Ooh. I forget the first kind, the big one. Flickers? It's like this big. And he has a black thing here. <laughs> And then he's and he's got red he's got red trashes on him. Yeah. <laughs> I drink and I know things. <laughs> so many people said that. I said that last night. I yeah. did. Uh, so many people have said that about you know that I should have that and. No, but we had besides the big woodpecker, we had a downy woodpecker, Ooh. which you know are much smaller, black and white, just like beautiful, beautiful little. Birds. I love downy woodpeckers. And um, we have chickadees, and we have juniper titmice. Yes. Which are the pre- cutest, cutest little they birds. They are freaking adorable. Cute little heads. I'm like, oh my. I love God. the bridal titmice here in, in the Verde. They are also adorable, but. The, the juniper titmice are also because they have that sort of plain. Yeah, they're like gray. these little great birds, but then they have this little press on their heads. Oh. And they're Watch so. Them. They're adorable. Anyway, I'm just. It, it was just interesting to us that we would have all these really adorable birds in our new house. Because we are flooding liberals, therefore we must each have an equal amount of pepperoni. Yes. So the pepperoni. And if, you know, some of the masses. Like, if you like, if you read my books, like, come on. You have to know them. It's like, Speaking of which, any plans for uh, a new series, or how is that going? 
Well, uh, yes, actually, um, I will be launching a new series in February. Oh, um, oh yeah. Right now, I, I'm in the midst of a novella and my best-selling uh, Witch of the Patrick Hill, the uh, Jerome series. Um, but when I finish that, then I'm going to launch into this new series that um, it's still paranormal romance. It's just kind of um, you know, I, I described it like in an elevator pitch to somebody, and now I cannot remember what the elevator pitch was, but um, the tagline I came up with was when a reluctant, when a reluctant psychic gets drawn into a centuries-old war between gargoyles and vampires, all hell breaks loose. That's what, <laughs> That's basically what it is. So that'll be coming out mid mid February. Hmm. And actually, like my other two, well, not all my series, but like, but like the Witch of Cleopatra Hill series and the Gin War series. It was it's kind of big. the foundation that was based on a dream I had, and I just built it from there. So that's what's going on. If I say I taste beeswax, is that because I didn't get all the rind off? Yes. Yes, <laughs> 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 have some. Age 63 years. What is that? It looked like a tombstone. It was. Outside of the Drum Cemetery, that picture was of the uh, Caleb Schaefer Movedra. Oh. Uh, there you go. It was a little backdrop that was staged, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I actually really like the ones that you made a comment where you said you really didn't. I don't like most of the Killing Shaver ones. I don't like his particular style. Um, I don't know why. It's just I feel like they're overly acidic and overly thin. Mm-hmm. Some vintages are great, but um, others are not. And it's very unfortunate. But okay, out. California one, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, but it has, you know, it has a different palette, and Keeling Schaefer's wines are definitely not my palette. See, we really like them. Of course, we had most of them stolen, so it didn't matter. I know. <laughs> I was still so pissed off about it. <laughs> Any word on that front, by the way? No. We kind of, I don't know, What just on the what's recovery effort, the... <laughs> Uh, all I have to say, and I'm not naming any names or anything, so I can't get sued, but considering that we had a whole bunch of wine stolen with a monetary value of probably close to $1,000, because we were doing that major like wine crawl through Wilcox and Starbucks and whatever, um, and then... Um, we're still sitting on that property because our lease isn't up till the end of November. We're just like doubling up and taking the severe financial pain. And just to be kind. Yeah. In the bathroom, we left behind some rugs and towels. And they're they're just, gone. They're, just gone. they're stolen too. So I think somebody's not paying their helpers enough, yeah. or 
Because like I would have written off the wine as a as an isolated incident, so that somebody went in and stole like our bath mats and towels that we left in the guest bathroom, just so it would be outfitted until we were totally done with it. In case anybody came in, and yeah, wanted to have used yeah, you know, and it was just somewhere. like, are you freaking kidding me, really? <laughs> it's not like they're even worth that much, but I'm just like, really, wow. really, yeah. So again, I'm not naming any names, but. Kind of annoyed, <laughs> you know, because he came back and he asked me, he's like, didn't we? I'm like, yes, and I accounted for them. There would have been this many hand towels and this many bath towels and two bath rugs and blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, they're gone. It's like, wow. <sighs> so I need to still need to send that email to the coffee You might want to look into this because your people are... Frickin' thieves! Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want that season a little bit when it's ready. Yeah, pizza. So, anyway, so we would have a choice of Syrahs, although when I think oh. of all the Syrahs, we have. I'm moving out of the chair and made a noise, I think. You should not make that noise until you're at least as old as we are. <laughs> yeah, but. There's I'm an old sweet Syrah. It looks like the girl with the flower dress from, in my opinion, from My Ancients of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah! Right? Oh, yeah. And then we also put a counter that, you know, that's a wild child, which is an option, but I'm just saying, that's a wild child, but then counter that oh. is a Shiraz from Pillsbury, which, I don't know, if, if, if somebody gave me that choice, I know what I would choose. But, um... That was very tempting. And then... I've got a tumbleweed lid blend. The lid blend is good and should definitely be a little bit light, um, lighter than what we finished. We have a Ronbot, Dr. Ronbot, which was in our last dis, uh, dispersion from the club. And uh, of course, the bigness. Uh, here we go, because the bigness is tempering you and to not. Oh, there you go. And we can get another one to replace it, probably hope if they're not out so. tomorrow or something. This is A, a good one, B, it would fit kind of with the motif of tonight being Tempranillo. The bigness. Um, I, I, just, I just wanted to say, yes. in terms of um, Girl in the Flower Dress from. Yes. Who's the actress is Ruth Mega, who is awesome. She and Austin and Preacher. Oh, Preacher. Oh my god. Represent. <laughs> I need to. Grab another water if you need one. Yeah. Grab um, another water. And you're going to remember these two wines are in here, right? Yes. Okay, Those good. Two the passion, the and the Aperitivo. So you don't leave them here. No, we will. No, oh, no, we are very thorough with. Okay, them. good. Yeah. That'll be yes, before we leave. Yeah. No, but I was going to say is that Ruth Nega, who was the girl in the flower dress um, in uh, Ages of Shield, and is now in Preacher. But she's also in this movie called Loving, which is a, about loving versus whatever racist state it was, you know, to just for the Supreme Court to strike down the bans on interracial marriage. And she's getting all kind of Oscar buzz for that. Really? And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I'm sorry, she's a shield. Yeah. thought she was like awesome. <laughs> yeah, first of all, she, yeah, she is. She's, a, she's an awesome actress. Incredible actress. And really, and really four. interesting. Um, we looked it up because she's so beautiful, but so interesting looking. We're like, what no, is, yeah, what is her background? Her 
Ethiopian and Irish. Which is crazy. That's a fun combination. I know. Yeah, she is beautiful. You know? So, um, yeah. But she plays just this crazy southern chick in Preacher, which is actually, we think, filmed around us. There's so much filming that goes on in Lately Mexico. in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, they do tax breaks for it, from what I've yes. heard. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, yes, New Mexico gives well, way more incentives. I totally want to bring up Longmire with our oh, yeah. see our friend tonight. I know. Because uh. Longmire is filmed um, around New Mexico, like some of the interiors they actually use the Santa Fe Studios, but the exteriors um, where like they're driving up to this office, the sheriff's office, it's supposed to be in Wyoming, but it's filmed in New Mexico. That, that stuff is all filmed in uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico. Okay. And then his cabin because you see it, it's like it's like this big open meadowland, but then there's forest and hills behind it, and it's in the Valles Caldera. Oh um, yeah, I've heard. Outside, oh, beautiful, beautiful. It is outside of um, Los Alamos. That's where they filmed that, and then the casino scenes um, are filmed in uh, Española. Okay, Oinque. Ah, that's fun. I should just run oh, my own tour, shouldn't I? You could. Well, you know what I just saw on Facebook like a week ago or something about what? the Vice Caldera? If they get enough snow, they do sleigh rides out there at Christmas. Really? Can you imagine? What's in my glass right now? I poured you the bigness. I got bigness, okay. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still drinking the... We are both still on the El Caraje. Oh, okay. Well, and the name also amuses me because, and we haven't touched on this, of course, El Caraje, the courage, yeah. courage, liquid courage. Liquid yeah. I know. I always think that when I hear the title. I love it. Wow, this is really hot pizza. Well, thank you. Oh. It's fresh. <laughs> I'm just gonna have there's to more that. seasoning over there, yeah, so gotta, don't feel like you have to bite into it. I'm gonna say, I really love that season. I'm yeah. like, that's that's whoa hot. So temperature or hot? Yes, temperature. No, not H A U T, but H O T. Yeah. Well, you can no. also be in reference to spice. Since no, it's it's yeah, it's it's just temperature hot. It just came out of the oven. So. Oh, that would be a good cover for the podcast. Hopefully, the picture is a little bit fuzzy, but that's because it's. Dark. I can crank some light bulbs if you need light bulbs. But then we can like ah. It burns us our branches. It burns us branches. Besides, <laughs> you can just trigger your uh, flash. Oh, yeah, but then it doesn't look as Not the same. Pretty much, I, I have a voice message from Bess. Man, that's a major stogie there, sir. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's excited about the Cubs versus uh, the Indians, because... Uh, so they're they're winning. This is happening. Apparently, the Cubs were winning. Yay! That's My right dad now. was from Well, this was arrived apparently an hour ago. So this is a major national event. You know, yeah, this needs like, to happen. Like I said, I I am I am a Dodgers girl because I grew up in L- in Southern California. My family's all Dodgers, but my dad was originally from Chicago, 
and for the Cubs to get where they are now, I'm like, I'm totally rooting for the Cubs because it's repaying a karmic debt <laughs> for them. Like, actually. And you gotta figure the last time yeah. when Cubs actually won the World Series, the Ottoman Empire was still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a sultan sitting in Constantinople. And there was a czar in Russia. Wow. It was before World War One. Yeah. This is right. It's like the old order. Yeah. So this was like back when the world still kind of made sense and hadn't fallen to shit. Yeah. <laughs> as some would say. So features historians may actually use the Cup victories as a way to bookend. Possibly, yeah. I, I, Our entire lives. Really? Well, we were not born. <laughs> hey! I know. There's the picture of the Alcarahe from the. Uh, on your screensaver. On my screensaver from the the opening night. It was so good. Well, it's good. it is still good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You still have a sip left, but I'm just. I just yeah. I'm a slow drinker. I am nursing this last glass. Almost dead. I'm just nosing my, my uh, bigness here. Okay, drink it. No, but it's like he. he he gives me crap about it. He's like, you're babysitter again. Yeah, I had a babysitter when I was a kid. And we all, all my, my sister and I and the babysitter all got a bowl of ice cream at the same time. But the babysitter just kind of sat on it. Sort of, she, and she would just get the tip of her spoon wet with it and have it taste on the tip of her tongue. And of course, we were kids, we were Shovel, shovel, shovel. And we were done with our ice cream. She still had most of a bowl. And she would just lord it over us that she still had ice cream so the whole night. Whenever it takes me a long time to drink some wine and he sucked all this down, he gives me crap about babysittering it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only because I'm a, a, and I'm like, a, yeah, a glutton. I'm a glutton. I'm like, dude, it's because I didn't guzzle it. You know? Exactly. All, in all fairness. And now who's babysittering it more than the others? Same way. I like that your gal is Bess and not Beth because Bess is. Classier? Classier, sassier. Oh, she's definitely. More individualistic. I guess. I have to say, out of all the women I've dated, and I'm not just saying that because I know she's going to hear this eventually. Um, of course not. She's definitely one of the better so far. Um, there's a lot more individuality. She doesn't want to subsume her character into who I am. She's, she kind of you know, is beating to her own drum. So, you know, it's nice to not have to worry about Someone who just, yeah, she wants to be with me, but she's not like, I will become part of you in one unified blob. No, I'm over here and I'm all cool and it's all good, but you know, she was the other be cool too, but it's cool. Yeah. Either way. And, and of course, her and I actually go back a ways too because uh, I actually met her, believe it or not, back when I was in seminary. Um. <laughs> well then. So it goes way back. Um, and also Tom Lehrer is involved. What? Tom Lehrer is involved. 
Well then. So, story time, gangs. <laughs> long, long ago, when I lived on a hilltop in the middle of the forest in New England, in that place known as Holy Cross Highland yeah. College. Yeah. Um, he does I'm, not speak well of it. <laughs> yeah. It was Mordor with a freaking iconostasis is what it was. Um. <laughs> Mordor without all the fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. And with less orcs. So six and one half dozen of the other. Fewer orcs. Fewer orcs. Well, yeah. Anyway. Although there was a guy there who would who had a finger prayer rope and would pray with it all the time and mutter in Greek, so we all called him Smeagol. Sound like he needed to get laid. <laughs> maybe he was just an operative, you know, maybe he's transmitting information to other people in the environment verbally mm-hmm. from the ropes like they used to do in uh, ancient America. You know? Oh yeah, the kipus. Yeah. No, I don't think that Kipu's had anything to do with this, unfortunately. Okay. Well, yeah, it would have given it more meaning than... I am always... <laughs> which I, I respect the guy because that's, it's a tough thing to, you know, to do what St. Paul says, which is pray constantly. Yeah. And, and he did that, but it's, <laughs> do you have to be so loud about it and breathe down my neck and show Literally, when I least expect you from right behind me muttering it in Greek, going, Hey, Cody, what's up? Sounds like an elbow to the Naz is in order. (laughs) (laughs) Long, long ago, in a city far, far away, um, I go to the campus bookstore for some various reason. I don't remember what it was. I assume it was probably to get a book on the bookstore. It seems like it would be sensible. Uh, Yeah. Um, Or maybe it was in between classes and I was just looking to chit-chat with whoever was there. Kick that bar. And I go in and I see this, you know, five foot four, tiny, adorable woman in glasses who's very obviously geeky there. And I strike up a conversation and I don't remember what the conversation was about. Um, And we just start talking for about half an hour and I'm thinking, this woman is really awesome. Um, I'd like to get to know know her better. I should like totally ask her out for like cider or beer or tea or something. And I look over and I see the bookstore clerk, who is uh, a very fearsome, awesome woman, giving me the death glare to end all death glares. <laughs> it was a death glare that, honest to God, was the scariest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll, I'll see, see, see you later. Bye. Just like made up some lame excuse of having to go somewhere and just ran. Because that's how terrifying this look was. <laughs> so, and I remember thinking, gosh, that woman across, I should have like gotten her number or something. And, um, and then she shows up visiting again. It turns out it was that her sister was the bookstore clerk. And I didn't make the connection until after the fact. Um, so, fast forward another couple of months, and it's Campus Karaoke and she's coming to visit again. And we're kind of hanging out and chit-chatting, and we decided that we needed to do a karaoke song. And so, trying to, you know, be like, okay, this is how weird I am, you know, take it or leave it. It's like, you know, I wonder if they have any Tom Lehrer songs, and she's like, that would be awesome. 
we should take a look and see. And it's like, wait, you know Tom Lehrer? And she's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? He's hilarious. And so we look, and sure enough, they have the piece de assaults from Tom Lehrer, which is, of course, Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. Oh, yes, of course. No, I sing it often. Joy will attest, actually. Yeah, actually, he, he, yeah, he does. Go on. So, of course, we do a duet of Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. And it's hysterical, and we have all sorts of fun. And then I look, and I see the glare of death again. <laughs> and the birdie. <laughs> birdie in the water. And I'm just like, I, I gotta go to bed. I'm sorry, I, I'm tired. I'll see you ch- church tomorrow? Church tomorrow, yeah. Right, right. Just like, honestly, the most terrifying look I've ever received from anybody in general. Even from my own mother. It was ten times more terrifying than that. I think you better look her up. <laughs> oh, she's her sister is friends of me on Facebook and, and knows about this whole thing now. Uh, Maybe noticeably, not. has not liked the relationship status. <laughs> yeah, because I saw I saw that pop up like a, a week ago, four or five days ago. But anyway, Maybe he'll do it a squirrel or two. <laughs> Between that and, and our love of and her love of Night Vale, and she was not the one who introduced me to Night Vale, by the way. I was doing Night Vale independently. And it was just one of those weird things that when we became came back in contact. Okay, this is how scary that look that her sister gave me. When Best friended me on Facebook five years later, last May or June, I almost said no. Because all I could remember was that terrifying look her sister gave me. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh god. Maybe she'll send me a picture on Facebook. <laughs> I, can, I can just see that, because this was, you know, it's like, you know, at the time I was still in, involved with the Carapocalypse, and so that was what allowed me to say this, because it's like, okay, back before it was the Carapocalypse, like, this thing is going well. It's probably going to nicely. I don't have to worry about this sort of thing. Yeah. I don't have to worry about getting the death glare a third time. Okay, we're good. No, that call to out be kind of crazy. Yeah. Maybe back up two pictures if you can. One but, more? One more. Because he is the Queen's Oscar. <laughs> no, no, sorry. It's a little bird, people. But, uh, with, his, with his beak open. But I don't know. It's sort of spoke to me. That's, <laughs> No, it's actually like the. I mean, not that it has anything to do with anything, but. I'm always down for doing humor. You're talking about the. Tom Blair. Poisoning pigeon. Well, and literally, this has nothing to do with any any of that except that. The tradition of songs that are crazy. I need to remember to post on. Facebook tomorrow that my 3D of Skull Crusher Mountain because I reformatted it and made it and uploaded it to um, Book Funnel so people can just download it for free to read. Do you know Jonathan Cole? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, really? I would think Joko. of all your surprisingly no subversive shit. He's much he's much more the Jonathan Cole guy than. I am, but 
He was this guy. And to be fair, my brother turned me on. Yeah, he was this guy who wrote who a few years ago, I want to say four or five years ago now, probably um, embarked on this project called Song a Day, and he just wrote some crazy ass song every freaking day and uploaded it to YouTube. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Yes, and and because he's a fellow geek, a lot of them were really really geeky, and there's this one song called um, Skullcrusher Mountain that is basically about some insane, like, mad genius who, like, kidnaps this gal and tries to, like, impress her with his horrible inventions, and it just doesn't work that well. But I, but I decided, because I thought it was so cute, I wrote a whole novella based on it. I love I, that. And I just gave it away for free because it's like cause it's based on a song so I had to do it as a Creative Commons thing. Um, as long as it's free, yeah. you know, I won't get sued. Um, and it was serialized on this one website back in the day but then I just recently, I reformatted it, made a cover for it and everything and I just uploaded it to the site called Book Funnel which allows you to give stuff away for free. And I just need to remember to like post the link tomorrow to say, hey, it's Halloween. Here's a free novella about a mad scientist that is not so helpless victim. Go download it. You know. Yeah, I will. I totally <laughs> agree that. But we need to find the. Um, does he have a video? I have all the songs on one of my. I know, but does he have an actual video for Snow Crash Mountain? I don't think he does, but other people. Because it's such videos. a it's such a cute song. Well, so it's also free. That. No, he. Take it all of all of Jonathan Colton's originals, like at least the first year or whatever worth of songs, are available online. Mm-hmm. So you could just get them, and he gives them away. So I don't think we're, we. Oh, this thing doesn't have any internet. Well, no, I just slide it. Right? Yeah, I have to do it off my phone. No, no, no. But anyway, so uh, Jonathan Colton's awesome. Also, he's the guy who did Glados. Uh, yeah, you know, from uh, Portal, yes. Portal, yeah. Okay, kiss a lie. Yeah, he did this. He did the song at the end when you win. I uh, know that song. Yeah, he wrote that. No, that's John. That is John okay. Paul. So I do know of him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now that in that context, yeah. maybe Black Mesa. Black Mesa. That was a It's a winery uh-huh. in New Mexico. Got a chance. Yeah. Circle of wine. Yeah, so you have to come. I know, it? I need so. to. But anyway. Well, go on. We have wandered yes. far yes. from our tragic tale. I don't even remember where. It wasn't a tragic tale. Well, no, it's just, least... you know, we are we are not. Full. We're not very good about staying with the. staying on topic. We, we have a bad case of attention deficit. Ooh, shiny. Yeah. yeah. I actually can be super focused on eating too, but. But anyway, um, yeah. fuck, where was I? Oh, I yeah, know. so anyway, the Carapocalypse descends upon us all with doom and chaos uh, around the same time that her relationship fails and we're ah. just talking back and forth and start talking more and more and turns out that she had a crush on me back then with all the, like, where's this guy? I want to find him again so I can ask him out. And it's just like, so it's like, okay, well, at least we're getting to it five years later, or four years later, or four to five. Sometimes so. that's what it takes. Yeah. 
And uh, her sister apparently told her, it's like, you know, you can't date him. We want to be friends with him, and you have a bad history with this. So, no. He is our friend. You cannot have him. He is too much your type. And, and clearly, those, those words are pathetic in some sense, but anyway. So here's the song. Oh, no, wait. I hit the wrong thing. God damn it. Here we go. Just go pressure mountain. You can edit it out, but I think it'd be okay with Jonathan. It probably yeah. would be because this is not a profit thing. So. Yeah, he's, he put this all out on um, Creative Commons. Like years ago. Turned into a zombie, but was a salesman. 
like, it's all corporate, so it's like a corporate zombie trying to tell this guy why he should just open the door and let him eat his brains, because... <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, it's yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> so, and that's, that's just the tip of the Yeah, answer. you're just like, you're not even plumbing the depths, man. You're just like in the top. Two percent. I think you're really gonna like Jonathan Coulter. We saw him. We tried, and we tried to talk to him about her fanfic, but and she even sent him things about it. He didn't reply. Invite. You know what's really funny is I probably anyway. (laughs) Do you do you know? Apparently, I looked this up last night. It was a labor of love. Last night, I was a little drunk. A little. And I, I. I rickrolled Joy a little bit. I like played some, you know, uh, Rick Astley. But um, I looked up how much money he has made from YouTube, and according to Internet Lore, which I don't know if you can really believe, no, he has no. only made twelve dollars off of all the rickrolling. Really? Which I can't. I just that can't, can't be. That's true. Right. I don't believe that for a second. It can't be. It has to be wrong because there have been way more. You know. The okay. only the only thing I would say is that, um, as somebody who is friends with people who are traditionally published, I am proudly self-published because I make more money that way. Um, if what they say about what they actually make is true, and then you extrapolate it toward um, record contracts, which are actually even more heinous than book contracts. Well, than YouTube. Yeah, there is a, there is a st- yeah. distinct possibility from, that true. from YouTube only Yes, and that's all they, that's all they imply. From that research. you could, but I'm like, come on, I mean, because Kenny Rickworld is like, it's like a total thing. I mean, there's like... There's probably at least five or six years. Yeah, exactly. So each of us have been Rickworld at least twice in our lives. Yeah. And how many people are there just in the United States? So... A lot. Yeah. 300 yeah. and something million. And I've been recorded more than that as you have. I've been recorded the, twice. The piece of resistance of Rickrolling was when I was on hold for, I think it was student loans or something. God. <laughs> and a fucking Muzak version, like instrumental oh, version, elevator mute. Elevator version. Muzak Rickroll. Rickroll. And I'm just like, did I just get fucking Rickroll? Uh, no, that was me too. I have to I'm just like, that's, that's the one. Okay, that's really yeah, bad. Shoot. I'm just like, that's really fuck bad. it, I'm done. Yeah, hang up, boom. Okay. Oh, later. Yeah, that's I'm some serious. I love DA Rand. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. We should not be celebrating that guy, though. Oh, God. Well, no, this is the, uh... Okay. It's a, it's a parody magic card of Christopher Columbus. Oh, okay. Columbus. Landfall, whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, destroy target non-white creature. Yeah. You control all black creatures. Let's be creature oh. even scouts. Horrible. I'm I know, sorry. but... Uh, yeah, but there is, a, there is a subtle point there. I think the tides are turning. I yeah. really do. I mean, like, the consciousness is being lifted. And people are and people who don't want to lift are getting really cranky about it. Yeah. And we're like, no, sorry, dudes. <laughs> Future. Yeah, suck it up. Or GTFO. Ah! Oh, yes, yeah, a giant hot dog from New York. <laughs> I don't know you why that picture of cheese is there. I'm sure York has well, no stirs of giant hot dogs. Yeah. I'm just saying. Right? Well, because the biggest thing of all is there. You know, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 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 but 
Speaking of things that have big, no complaints. The bigness. The bigness. So the bigness from Chateau Tumbleweed is what we're drinking now. The bigness in my mouth right now. Well, I had the bigness in my mouth. (laughs) Oh, you know. Okay, I just have to preface by saying that before we started this podcast, my lovely husband and I did a pub crawl of Old Town Cottonwood. So. We had already laid down a significant base. (laughs) I'm just running on shitty sleep and my CPAP being broken. Well, and also shitty sleep because we're on vacation, so we're not in our own bed. So, do I have to say it's been one of the quieter destinations? But it's still on stand to me at home. But we went to Pillsbury, then we went to Stronghold, and then we went to State Bar. Tomorrow's tumbleweed then, or? No, you went to the We did our pickup, obviously. Yeah. Um, and. Right, like, clearly, otherwise, I wouldn't be holding a fucking head to something. We are going, we are going back. We're probably going back. Because um, they're so much fun. I love them. And I wish I could go with you. Uh, I don't know. Tomorrow, we haven't really gone. You know, the place is up in Jerome. You know, Caduceus and Jerome Winery and everything. It just seems like if we buy anything there, we buy two bottles of wine and we spent like 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, you know, when there are so many other wineries in the area that are just as good, but they're not that expensive, I'm kind of like, why? Why should I go there? Yeah. Of course, then that said, we an excuse for... Well, that was just for shits and giggles, though. Oh, you need to get out the... I have a book. You need to get out the podcast aids. Uh, I almost said marital aids, and it's not the word I can say. It could be. If somebody's a good enough artist, it could be a marital aid, but... But anyway. Okay, check this out. Because we could just delete all this. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. better. It's like there's a tutorial, you know, oh my God. plenty of opportunities. It's like, I can get a pen if you feel inspired at some point, oh but, yeah. I'm just saying, because I, I didn't put this on Facebook, this inspired the remark from my lovely husband, who I love more than life itself, I need to get better at drawing dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. sitting at the end of the page just in silhouette yeah. and the whole page is blank you know it's <laughs> it's just, it's they're just they're just spanking the question yeah oh there you uh, go I yeah mean. it's it really is a thing of artistic uh what do you what do they call that a, a begging of the artistic question yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, will just, I will just say that because this is an auditory podcast not a visual one the book title is Let's draw a cock on it. Let's draw a cock on it. Yeah, but it's got this 1950s, yeah, of course. like Drew Carey looking guy yeah. up there. Like, of course. Like, you know, pointing at the chalkboard, the whiteboard or whatever, and big happy face. All the people are like, yeah, let's do it. We yeah, found this room at the Pucifer shop, and 
if you're a subversive kind of personality, you have all kinds of insane stuff there that you need to go shop for because it's like crazy balls. But um, if you offend easily, don't go in there. <laughs> just, just a word of advice. Luckily, I don't. Or again, he doesn't either. Nor do I. Despite you don't either. So, so story time. Um, before we, before I read the back of the label of uh, the bigness, um, there's going to be a, love each other a lot of editing, I'm sure, but go on. Oh, well, maybe not, because sometimes I, I love how just weird these natural. things get, and natural, and I feel sometimes that editing them, we're, we're very tangential, we're fine with it. and I, you know, I apologize. No, I love it, because it's, <laughs> this is what life is like, it's, life is fucking unscripted. We're very freeform. <laughs> but anyway. So today, this van parks in front of uh, Passion Sellers, and it's, you may have seen it driving around, it's the Jesus van that says, you know, um, God's, it's, I forget what it was, like, Jesus saved me, or some, something, and, and it offended me theologically, because I'm like, have you, like, not fucking read the Bible at all? I mean, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, you should... Uh, the Bible says it does it. It's not like, oh, God will save no me. It's, hold on, I'm gonna. I just always think of that. Oh, yeah, it says, it said, Jesus died for me. Oh. And also had eternity written on the front bumper, and I would just say it would suck to be rear ended by eternity. Um, <laughs> so, so I actually took a dry erase marker and, and wrote underneath of it, um, actually, all of humanity, and then put the actual Bible verse. <laughs> Because I was more pissed off that he was like misrepresenting Christianity, and that was the offensive part to me, anyway. But I, you know, I'm weird. So. Just me. No, I just see that Jesus saves, and I think, and I see the thing that says Jesus saves, but not on my budget. And then um, the other one is like a D and D thing. Oh yeah. So Jesus saves the rest of you guys take half full damage. Exactly that one. Which is my favorite as a yeah. DD player. Um, I'm, anyway. not, I'm not very reverent. No, that's certainly irreverent. No, but at the same time I I know it, I as a DD player but it's and a Christian, I think that that's absolutely fucking hysterical. It's it is yeah. hysterical because pretty accurate in a lot of it, ways. Well, because if yeah. anybody goes to me, well blah blah blah. I'm very spiritual. I believe in a lot of stuff. I just don't ascribe to any particular dogma. You know. And for me, you know, I've, you know, the way my parents raised me is that religion is like a penis. Keep it in your fucking pants. Yes. Uh-huh. Don't yes. go waving it off at anybody. Yeah, exactly. Go, look at my religion. Look how big it is. Yeah. I'm like, that's uh, not. <laughs> so to speak. It's not. It's not yeah. It's not as big as you think it is, sweetheart. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you know, if someone wants to know, then I'll happily tell yeah. them, this is my take on it. This is what I believe. I'm not going to say that you have to follow my path to be safe. You can do, you know, because that's also good in the limits of God, which is kind of a no-no. Well, but I feel like wine is the proof the existence of God. Oh, yeah. One is... <laughs> so there you like go. One of the Psalms says, well, why to make, why, why make their face cheerful? Yeah. There you go. And, uh, it's all good. And that does work. Good. What was that? A falling lizard? That was actually, I think, an osprey with a lizard, with a 
and fish. fish. Oh wow! Okay. Trying to weave its way against our red-tailed hawk out of frame. And rabies. Rabies evolve along, actually. Yeah. So the bigness from Chateau Tumbleweed. The bigness. Obviously, the it makes you wax philosophical. Clearly, as we have done for <laughs> we have this an hour now. <laughs> we've gone from courage to big philosophical topics like God and girlfriends and, and existence and existence and the sheer existential terror of playing D and D. D and I was going to say existential terror of I mean, siblings of saving role. No, that's not right. There you go, all the things. Uh, so the bigness is 67% Tempranillo um, and 33% Tanat. Aha! Um, all from Dragoon Mountain Vineyard, of course, Cochise County, Arizona, which is now part of the Wilcox AVA. Which yes. is interesting because Yay. the El Crush was also from. Wilcox AVA, but different, different, but, pl- different place. But it was no, also geez. prior yeah. to that. Also. Yeah, this also is Cochise County. That's my point. We're just saying this was prior to that designation. Happening. Both of these are. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, again, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I know there's a in, in New Mexico side note tangent because of course there's going to be side notes and tangents. This is us we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I know that there's the Members Valley AVA. Oh, is there? Okay. But is there any other AVAs in New Mexico I don't think or? So. They're kind of scattered, and, and Memoris is actually south of where we are, so we haven't really um, connected with them. But I, I know that the guys that we go to regularly, uh, which is uh, Casa Rondania, on the outskirts of um, Albuquerque, and then Estrella del Norte, which is on the high road to Taos. Just high road to Taos sounds like a really great name for a band, by the way. It's a beautiful drive. Unless it's snowing and you It's my drone cover band. Yes. There we go. No, no, no. It's beautiful. I mean, it's... God, you know, I it's, I love Sedona. I love Jerome. I love this area. And and then we went there, and I was like, this place is fan-freaking-tastic. I mean, it's just insanely beautiful in a completely different way. Um, but... I, I really love Estrella del Norte because they're, they do a lot of different wines and they do them all really well. And also, they have black muscat dessert wine. Mm. Yes. They have muscat of Hamburg. Well, it's black muscat, I don't yes, know. Yes, it is. But it's like, and it's awesome because it's not sweet. It's just fan freaking fantastic. Like I said, it's just. The yeah. only black Muscat of, of, of so Hamburg wines I've ever had, it's known also as Muscat of Hamburg or Muscat Othanel, I think is the other name for it. Um, that's one of the main grapes that's grown in parts of Greece also for communion wine. So I've had it in a communion setting. And, and, in, a, oh, and, and in a post-communion, let's have a glass of wine yeah. with the priest while he consumes the gifts. Um, setting, but I've never had it in a. No, we've had it. We've of, had it in a, let's have it in a course of glass while we watch *Fear the Walking Dead*. By the way, that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. it's really, really good. Um, so, I, I, it's, it's a different, it's, it's a different wine culture from what's here. It's actually a little less commercial than what's happening in Arizona. Really? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
but but they really and because it's even more challenging there because of how cold it gets. I can see that. And and so what they're able to make happen from the terroir there and the you know the climate um, is really 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 interesting. There's some really interesting wines. They don't taste like Arizona wines. They have a, they have a different. They tend to be very um, fruit forward. Hmm. Um, but there's just some really great stuff there. So we hope you can come visit us so we can take I you around to. to our peeps and, and introduce you to all our guys. <laughs> you know? um, but I think that's the really fun thing about getting in wine and being a wine traveler is just to experience what the wine is like in that place. Well, I just, I don't know, something about that picture of the bird. Oh, yeah, the giant feather. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Facing it. You don't I, was, want a bird I was trying to be all philosophical and shit. Asshole. Anyway. Don't you have sitter shiny? No, I, I'm looking, you know, one of the things I loved when I was um, visiting the Midwest in June was tasting the different wines and doing these different approaches and you know, Nebraska wines, you know, laterally were horrible. <laughs> I brought two bottles, and I don't know... The Tremonet was okay. Um, I brought back this Sweet Rosé, and I don't even remember for the life of me why I did. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, anything one, There was one Chalmerson that I liked at the very last winery I visited, and my luggage was packed, and never got around to it, so whatever. Um, Kansas, though, there are some gems in Kansas really? that astonished and surprised me. Blue Jacket Winery, um, highly recommend their St. Vincent Rosé. Dry. Are they dry? They're dry dry. rosé. Um, mm-hmm. I was terrified that I would be like, this is horrible, this is beautiful. <laughs> um, also, I highly recommend Whitetail Run. Uh, pretty much everything I had there was good. Um, they had the driest wines consistently, and even their sweets were bad. They had a Chamberson, the only Chamberson I liked, um, which was on French oak versus American oak. And everyone there, because Missouri is right over there, and everyone wants Missouri white oak for some god unknown reason. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, this is actually wonderful. This is a Chamberson I could actually drink and not be like, oh my god, this is horrible, cringing the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and then there was a couple wines at Holyfield I also really dug that were interesting. Um, and then, yeah, and, and there was another winery visit that I didn't really like anything there, but it was still interesting. And there's the different wine culture that was there and how it's different approach and, you know, different styles of farming, different grapes. And it was just really interesting to, to see that. Well, it's good that people are trying. You know, they're trying to branch out and trying to do something different. And I guess what I think is really cool about New Mexico is that it is such an old, old, old tradition there that most people who aren't from the region don't realize that they've been cultivating grapes there since the 17th century. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's The only place that would be of equal age would be Arizona if we had survived. Yeah, and, and, and 
New Mexico, they did. You know, there are places there that they've been continuously found cultivated graves since the 17th century. And. Um, but that's why the southwestern grapes are similar in terms of their potential and their beauty. And it's just a matter of realizing, on all sides, because we're doing our, maybe New Mexico might be doing archaeology where uh, Arizona's doing science. You know, I mean, it, but it's the same, ter it's very similar terroir, I'll just say that. And yeah, the few New Mexico ones I've had are, have been similar but definitely distinct. Uh, and I like that idea of uh, New Mexico doing sort of archaeology and looking in, into the past. Yes. Because they have that past there, yeah. preserved. Yes. Arizona doesn't. Right. And we the, lost that during Prohibition. But they're smart enough to know they have something and there. They and they're still looking into it. And they were doing it in New well, Mexico because in a good way, they are sacramental wines. They were, you know, they were able to keep them, like, separate. No, we're just... We're just making this wine for communion. It's not, yeah. you know. No. Back off, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. And actually, like the the blend that we really like from Casa Rondania, it's called sixteen twenty nine. That's from. I really one. want to try that. It's from one, of the, and we were going to bring you one, really and we totally spaced. Oh. We totally spaced. Because it's because it's a blend, but I mean the name comes from the first vines. Well, have to say that with the El Carajo yeah. when I visit. Yes, get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Speaking of Mars, <laughs> um, I'm quickly go through this before we get into right. another tangent, which probably will happen before I'm even halfway done reading this. Probably right now. Probably yeah. But try. So 67 percent Tempranillo, 33 percent Tanat, Rigunan Vineyard, AVA. Uh, of Wilcox, Cochise County, 4,300 foot elevation. 24.2 bricks average, apparently, for this wine when it came in. Destemmed but not crushed up to. Hold on, I'm busy behind my glasses. I'm gonna like hear very closely. Destemmed but not crushed to open hop half ton bins. Cold soaked 24 hours. Fermented with specially selected yeast. It's the only thing I don't like about these labels is that it has all these other geeky stuff, but I wish... Tell you which yeast. I wish Joe would tell us which yeast would be yes. used. Yeah. Totally because true. I want to know if it's the same yeast every year, if it's a different yeast, if there's experimentation with different yeasts, or two different blends of yeast, or what. But isn't that part of the state secrets? I mean, would it you could really be. No, to but it would still that? help. We could have our... Maybe, but maybe not. I, I, I don't I, know. Well, I know we could ask him, because... It's like, well, I, maybe you could just think of a like a name. We call this yeast, you know, this is Steve. Manasseh over I here. Say this yeast is, yeah. uh, that does sound more like a Chateau Tumblr. I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> now, we used your mama yeast. And then we switched over to, oh no, you didn't yeast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this was yo yo ma. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, hand punched through the four times daily, pressed to dryness after 10 days skin contact. And induced malolactic fermentation, settled five days before barreling, aged 11 months and 100% neutral French oak, and four months additional 33% new French oak, thrice wrapped, unfined, unfiltered, of course, Joe Bouchard was the winemaker, 74 cases produced. Uh, tartaric acid is 5.4 grams per liter, pH is 3.75. Um, I just really love that they put all that. I love the yeast. So 
how can I mean how can I know I understand knowing the East would be useful, but how can you fault the man for leaving one thing I really out care. when he gave so I much? I really can't because half of this is the information that goes into my blog and trying to determine where the grapes came from, the source, yeah. and all the stuff that went into making it. And so many times in taste rooms, they're like, I don't know. Yep. Where's the fruit from? <clears throat> Royal Cox, which vineyard? Mm. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incoherent screaming. Say about this one, the nose is very subtle. Mm-hmm. And well, so Sonata is definitely adding a huge depth component that wasn't there in the Karai. Oh. Sort of prickly pear gloom. Yes. So we'll just go with that, but the taste is just deep. Lovely, dark, and deep. The old Karai, everything's great, it's all fine. Bigness is like, well, there could be major shit going down, but enjoy yourself while you can. Yeah. <laughs> no, the bigness, like, like, it punches the front of my tongue, first of all, with just fruit mm-hmm. and what? I look and see if there's a hole punched in the tongue. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I apologize. I've had a lot to do. Good. Like having fun. Today, because I'm on And then it wraps itself around the rest of my tongue with fruit and goodness. And here is the goodness. And then it evaporates into ethereal ghostiness, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. I like these both, then. So if, if you were... If this was a song, then it would be um, Across the Universe by the Beatles. Oh, there you go. What about the El Karai? If that one was a Beatles song, which one would it be? It would be Well My Guitar Gently Weaves. Okay. Okay. I like that. I think you're going to hang me up on Beatles knowledge? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just trying to... You wanted to know. I was actually setting... One. I was trying to set a level playing ground. Yeah, yes. well, there, there for, you For it. someone who, you know, maybe... There you, know, you have it. For me, I'm not as familiar with the words of the Beatles. Um, She's still coming down from being on the Tonight Show or whatever. That was ten years ago. Uh, no, and you still are, though. I think she totally. I think she bested Letterman. Letterman that night. He was trying to get something on her. I didn't do it, but it was a lot of work. It 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 was definitely fancy with an extremely accomplished adversary. But I think he thought I was an idiot. And Dun, dun, dun. It's okay. And as far as I can tell, we have the only remaining footage I can keep. So I can't find well, I, already, I don't even have the uncuts. No, but you don't know who has the uncut no. stuff. Because it's they like. Have all that. That was where your best. Like, yeah, because. Work was. I talked to him for about 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. And what actually made it on the show was like. Five minutes. That's bad. That's. Now these are organic chocolate truffles, the product of France from Whole Foods, whatever that means. But when I taste one of these, it's good chocolate. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's smooth. It's all the good things. And then I drink the bigness, and I wait 
this bigness has its own strengths. Mm -hmm. I get clothes. Uh, I just don't have to go. I get it dry. Does it Mrs. Murphy? No. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cloves and rosemary. Ooh, yes. Oh, the rosemary. I like it. Cloves and rosemary. Totally mm-hmm. on the finish after the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is all... This is the the after. Yeah. Now. But still, it's poignant. I like I think it. I, do I have a bottle of the bigness? Do I? I think I do. I think I have a bottle of the bigness in my two-age indefinitely cellar, along with a Lozen and a couple of sand reckoners and... Fun stuff like that. I need to crack open that fridge because it's been a while since I've looked in that one. I also have my two Morillos there, which are my uh, apocalypse bottles. Um, and then I will crack open either A, when I finally pay off my student loans, or B, if I hear the nukes are coming. Or maybe if your apartment gently slides down the mountain. Yeah. You can do that. Which will happen after the nukes hit because, you yeah, know, Jerome is going to be safe from fallout. Because you've got the Black Hills behind there. Flags could easily be nuked, but there's no point for anyone nuking Flagstaff or the Verde or Sedona. There's nothing militarily No, well, that we know of, but it would be negative. It would be like, yeah, it would be an ancillary effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Vegas is the only place I can think of within... Just out of spite. If yeah. I was good, I would definitely nuke Vegas. You know, or, <laughs> or, or Glen Canyon Dam or... or because they because they have enough nukes. Yeah. Because why not? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, time's coming. We can't let anyone go to waste. Long small. What else? Come on, come on. Give me a give me a destination. Give, give me something. Give me, me something, you, guys. What do you hate, comrade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, if I you know either or, you know, those are my two. Okay, apocalypse is coming. I don't we'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But here's my Barolo. Um, Time to crack it open. Time to crack it open. Have you seen the movie uh, Pitch Black? Yes. And see the wine collector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he had the right sentiment. He got a little green for it, and appropriately so. I mean, yeah. But still, it's like, first of all, that's what he was drinking. Secondly, he's like, I know. It, I mean, nobody actually nobody mentioned it. It was dehydrating. I don't think, unless it was Claudia Black. I think Claudia mentioned it, but... Yeah, the... Oh, and Pitch Black? Yeah. Yeah. Joyce just rejoined us. We're talking... <laughs> We're talking about Apocalypse bottles. And yeah. And, and, and I have two bottles of Barolo for... I mean, either yeah. shooting those or, you know, the nukes coming fall in December. We have some dessert wines. And um, one of them was a Saturn. Here. Mm. No, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, sorry. I wish we did. Yeah. We have um, late harvest and all back. Apocalypse mm-hmm. wines. Which is my favorite dessert wine. But I'm thinking of all our traditional wines, though. What would you, like, if, it, you know, if, like, Santa Fe was sinking deeper into the earth and there's nowhere to drive, you know, or. There was a giant, cla- uh, like a no, like a. If there was a giant ball of pulsating energy emanating from Los Alamos, Los Alamos. <laughs> you could see it coming. Oh, what would you drink? Yeah, what would you drink? I would drink. 
that Chateau Neuf de Pop that we oh that's right we still have that that yeah at fo- followed by the late harvest Malbec for my dessert wine there you go and then I wouldn't care what happened right <laughs> so for me I would crack both of my Barolos drink those and I think I would crack open either my Chateau Neuf as well um or my San Reckoner 7 Syrah. Yeah, salmon tasted that. So, because it kind of depends And then maybe finish off with a Malvasia just as, yeah, it, as I'm dying, because why not? what's there, but... <laughs> I don't I have any dessert ones, but... Oh, see, we do. Well, it's like my... I, I, I've actually mentioned this in my writing, that I... I love those late harvest wines. Uh, we've had both late harvest Malbec and late harvest Infantil, and they're both like fabulous because they give you the concentration that you get from a port. They're not as sweet. Yeah. Um, and so you taste more of the fruit in them, and they're so they're they're very sensual. Yeah. And so I I would love to have like an amazing. You know whether it whether it's a Chateauneuf de Pop or you know whatever whatever I had on hand, then I would follow it up with one of those guys because it just kind of refines the yeah. grapes that you've already been tasting. It concentrates them, and you go, "I could die now. I'm fine." <laughs> Actually, I, I do have one dessert wine in my entire collection, and that is the Sweet Lies from Pillsbury. Ah, which symphony begs the question. What music would you be listening to while you did this? That you could have anything. We'll assume YouTube is still about active. You know, your own collection though would honestly it would either be Tom Letters. We'll all go together when we go, or um, the classic song that ended Doctor uh, Strange Love. Don't know where, don't know where. Yeah, don't know when, but yeah, yes. I think it would have to be one of those two. Yeah, you know, why why fuck with the classics? If I was drinking my favorite wine, I would want because I'm plucky and crazy. I would I would go because your kiss is on my lips, right? I can see that. Uh, It would be late harvest small bag accompanied by the Smiths. How soon is now? Oh, (laughs) that's how I'd go out. Uh, you know, I would like nobody to be No, I'm going to feel this to the audience if they're if for anyone oh, listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> comment either on SoundCloud or on the blog post with your apocalypse pairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, two bottles of wine that you would drink at the apocalypse, and what song or two songs you would be listening. I really want to know because I think that's a, I think that's a question that says a lot about a person. Absolutely. And so I'm curious to get to know you guys a little bit more. So I would love to hear your responses on that uh, on that uh, front. Mine was best. Though. <laughs> oh, of course, of yeah. course it was. It definitely beats mine because mine was just like, oh, let's go with classic, and then just and like, mine was so literal, you know. So I, I how soon is now? Yeah. You know, I, what no, I, that's, that's what everybody will want to know right well, then. No, yeah. <laughs> what I love so much about that song is that 
they went in the studio and they recorded that and they did these insane effects. No, they sound engineers were just patching garbage together and, like with tinfoil. And and they've said like we can't duplicate that. We literally they cannot duplicate. They went back and said we need to do it again. No. Nope. They're like, we don't know what we did. It was all like we were all drunk. We just plugged everything in. And, and we had these wall log pedals and we did this and it, it made these it made these sounds. And, and they can't we, do it again. Nobody yeah. has ever been able to duplicate it. Nobody has been able to duplicate oh. the sound of that. So it's like, that's why I'm like, it's like the ultimate song in a way. Because it's like, it's one of a kind. It's like a so good you one. get this ultimate song with like this ultimate sensual wine experience. And then the world ends. You're like, no, you're well, right. you can't get any better than it this. It would be so, poetic. You're right. You know? yeah. Because that that is my take on wine. Is that, you know, you do your best. You work the land. You choose the grapes, you, choose, you cultivate the vines, and then you have to choose. Are you going to make a varietal or a blend? Now, if you're making a varietal, then it's all up to the yeast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you, have, you have narrowed the field a little bit with the taste, but the yeast can do crazy things. Like, we had a guy with a white tempranillo, and it tasted like bananas, you know? I mean, this happens. Uh, and so it's a real thing yeah and so you know the yeast but then you can also try to control it more if you go for a blend yeah you know blendy blendy do blend all the wines but then you still have to ferment it there's always going to be so you just narrow or ultimately you blend it after you ferment everything which is what happens in a lot of cases of course and, and then, then that's ultimate the control. Ultimate that's control. your ultimate control. And that's where you get the consistent taste. And, and I like those too. I do. Because those are some of the wineries that I, we keep going back to and say you can't do it wrong because we share a tongue. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So you have all those choices. Uh, but I like, I, I think the uh, random chance is romantic. Oh, yeah. And it sort of, I don't know. It feels right with it, sort of end of the world theme, you know. Yeah. I like guess that's what happens. I like about how it is now. It's yeah. like it was just a, it was just a moment of magic that happened in the studio. Nobody has ever been able to duplicate that sound ever. And many wines are like that. Get them while you can. If yeah. You love one. Yes. Buy it. Buy it as much as you can. I think that's a good closing. Yes. Till next time, guys. In the moment. (laughs) Drink up.